0: Hey universe, I've been cheating a little bit, I've been looking at those crop circles that I said I'd wait till January to look at, but oh my god, that stuff's so fascinating. Okay, I'm going to turn the crop, well, I'm going to hit pause on the crop circle investigation here, and uh, I'm going to try to get through these, uh, this whole pile, well, we'll make a dent, right? got to be something of value to say in there. Uh, but for now, let's make sure we can get my value meter back up to where it's uh, in talkative mode. So pause, 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 All right. While we're in sort of warm-up mode, um, is there a bigger... Um, well, let's see. By volume, is Zahi Hawass... What's his name? Zawi? Zawi Hawass? Zahi Hawass? That dude in Egypt who, I guess, has been dethroned of his position of curator of all that is ancient Egypt well is he still by volume the biggest liar on planet earth I mean Clinton's the slickest Obama's the least detectable well no what is Obama Obama's not even this conversation today Clinton's the slickest still Hillary's the clumsiest the queen's the least effective, or was, or still is, depending on what's happened to her. Um, but Zaw, Zawi Hawas, Zahi Hawass? That dude? Pound for pound? Biggest liar on the planet. I mean, I don't know how much he weighs, so pound for pound might have been a bit of a stretch, but just. Stacked up against any other human being. He's the bigger liar. I promise. And, and you know what the thing is about the royals? And yeah, the queen was a terrible liar. I mean, did you ever see some of her truths? Fuck, those are spooky. But like Andrew. Jeez, Andrew. I mean, you have your whole fucking reputation on the line. And you blew it to that degree. It, and, and you can even see it in, uh, in what's his name? The one that uh, is Diana's kid with, the, with her lover. Not Charles's kid, the one that's in America with the actress. What's his name? Stephen, something like that. Um, not, oh, it's Harry. It's Harry. <laughs> Harry. You can even see it in him. There's just a level of, but I'm a royal, that makes them terrible liars. Like, okay, I admit that I'm in a pickle of a situation here, but I'm a royal. Who gives a fuck? Fuck you. You know what I mean? Is what their underlying texture is. So whatever they're trying to gloss over and make look oh so nonchalant, they don't even know how to do it. It just isn't in their makeup. It's not part of being a royal. It's part of being a fucking terribly insecure and uh, underperforming middle class white American. Male. That'll make you a good liar. 313. And I don't mean to pick on the royals as the most entitled people on the planet. Or do I? Um, boy. They actually might hold that title. Do they? I mean, the Bushes don't. Kind of do. Nope. Okay, so they're the most entitled family on the planet. Have they earned that entitlement? No, not in any way. So what does that make them? Anachronistic? Useless, indulgent, figureheads of non-consequence, or the richest people in the world, or all of the above, probably all of the above. Pause, stop. You know that situation where you drop your phone in a bathroom full of tile and other ceramic and porcelain hard surfaces only to have it land in a basket full of toilet paper rolls unharmed? No? You don't know that feeling? Well, I don't know it either, because I just dropped my phone in the bathroom, and it did land in that toilet paper basket, but then it glanced over onto the ceramic floor face down. But it didn't crack. I'm telling you, the Samsung Galaxy S4 is durable. I am a bitch to phones. And this phone, in multiple versions, has been impressive. Including what just happened in the bathroom. No phone impresses me in the bathroom like a Samsung Galaxy S4. Ain't that the truth? Pause. Unpause. Though You definitely don't want to get one wet. That's not good for them. So, uh, in that regard, the bathroom is a very unfriendly place for a Samsung Galaxy S4. But, in every other regard, man, give me the Galaxy S4 while I'm in there. Because any other phone is just vulnerable to never coming out. Uh, seriously? All right we delete this part? Um, it's probably here where I should interject that all you're listening to is your fault. I will tell you now and again at some point, if not in five minutes, and 55 minutes, that you need to go do something better with your day instead of listening to this. There are, there are points I'm making here for myself. There is a Grasping of my centeredness in lucidity that I want to document for uh, future episodes of, uh, of insanity that uh, I may suffer and need to walk myself back from. Uh, so this is all about me, for me, and pointed toward me because I have no other direction in which to point. I am completely about unearthing The mystery that it is to be me manifested on planet Earth, version 867-5309, in this reality, with you, simultaneously. But what's happening with you is on you. So, go do something great with your life. Listening to this is not doing something great with your life. Creating this is doing something beneficial for my life. So, I'm definitely getting something out of this. I doubt you are. So, you should expect no inhibitions, like me telling you to stop listening now, because what are you doing? You have way better things to do with your time. Now, if you're driving, and this is what you choose to listen to while you're driving, because it helps tranquilize you instead of put you into a seething mood of highway retribution, okay, maybe my... Drivel has that purpose for you. It is some sort of elephant-sized sedative that you throw up your anus like a laxative of traffic calmness. I will forever respect that move. But anybody else? Literally, what are you doing? Go play a game of Donkey Kong at the 7-Eleven. It has more purpose in life than this. And have I said any swear words yet? Like, fuck, shit, or bull? Well, whatever. Listen, there are only a few words that I consider off-limits in conversation at all, and there's a list of probably 150 words that I consider off-limits in conversation personally, but uh, there's a whole lot of profanity that I don't consider off-limits, and it comes out in bunches. So don't be surprised when in-between bong hits and talks of harder drugs like acid mushrooms and oh, is that what the universe has been doing? Are you? Do you not want me to take mushrooms, universe? Seriously, you do, don't you? Ugh. All my sort of windows to take mushrooms in the last, I don't know, ten weeks have all been filled up with uh, feelings of malaise. I mean, honestly, I just haven't been physically 100% enough to think, yeah, today's the day. <laughs> like now. I'm still under the weather. But whatever. Mushrooms will wait until I'm ready. So, there will be some drug talk. I will even talk to my drugs. They will answer me back. And if you're not interested in that conversation, again, What are you doing here? Uh, you don't hear my dog right now because she's trying to fall asleep. She'll fall asleep in the next 5 to 10 minutes. And then she'll start snoring. So you can expect my dog to snore. She's awesome. She's old. She deserves to snore through all of these. And she snores through most of them. Uh, You can expect to hear me sniffling, burping, coughing, snotting, lugging. Ugh. If there's something gross I can do with phlegm, like shoot it out my ear, I'm probably going to do it. But, on top of some crying sessions, which have been, it's been a, a rather dry week or two. I haven't seen any rain in the forecast even for next week, but I'm sure sooner or later I'll break down here again. I don't go long between breakdown efforts, but I am so balanced right now. I'm just not sure what would send me out of whack. Well, yeah, I could tell some stories about my childhood and tear up pretty quick. But point is, I'm an emotional dude who, when I tell emotional stories, gets awfully emotional, and in those emotional moments, I don't anymore try to choke back or hide what I'm doing. I just experience the emotions as fully as I can. And I share those experiences if I'm going through them, because in that one way I can see where there might be some actual advantage to the pent-up male who thinks his emotions make him weak. You bro are wrong. So I would suspect that you think that, but my analysis and self-reflection, through having a good attitude about everything that I try to attack, including being solutions-oriented, so I'm not just complaining about shit. I'm saying, here's what I think we could do to make that better. Well, what I think you could do to make your life better, Mr. Pent-Up Emotion Guy? Let that cry free. Or freely let that cry go. Or cry, baby, cry. Or that's all I got. So I'm not recommending you go out and necessarily start a fight with somebody so you can get a good cry in. I'm just saying, quit restricting your emotional depth. As if anything below a uh, backyard tidal pool or tidal pool? What are those little things called where kids prance around in plastic tubs? Wade, kitty pools? Whatever. The thing that I got for my dog so she could take a uh, cool bath in the hot summertime, that little pool, if that's how deep your emotional reserve is, well, <laughs> I'm not telling you that it's time to graduate to the level of the ocean that really is there to be had. But for fuck's sake, get out of your backyard. Like, bring your emotional depth at least to the local swimming pool level. And then blow it up from there. Now, I say I'm not prescriptive and I just told you how to live your fucking life. But if you're stunted emotionally, I'll say, as someone who spent 40 stunted emotional years of retardation, going, why am I so unhappy and miserable about myself? It's when I finally unlocked the gift that is my emotional uh, breath. I Once I allowed emotions to start occurring in their fantastic real-time experiences, well, let's just say, like, the water slide park where they have that pool that just washes wave after wave over you, I couldn't wait for the next emotional rush. And even now, when I get on an emotional high, I recognize how tied to the universe I truly am. Because I'm creating energy that is unique, and that is originating from within me. Ha ha! Magic. So, that's what you can expect. I also would expect you, if you're still listening to this, mom... Mom? No, I don't even think my mom would still be listening. But if you, who are you still listening? Somebody practicing, no, you're English? Because I don't speak English well. Who are you? Well, whoever you are, turn your speed up. You're already wasting your time. At least waste your time, like, at 1.75 speed. Trust me, you'll be able to follow me. It won't be tough. Okay, with that warm-up Let's go practice. Everybody, grab your helmet. Let's go. Everybody, helmet. What? You don't have your helmet? I told you bring your helmet today. Oh, well, if you're going to play without a helmet, you're going to get hurt. Oh, well. I like your attitude. Get hurt, baby. Like an American. Who cares? We'll just go out there and see what happens. We're Americans. We're exceptional. It'll all work out. God's well, that's on our side, right? Something like that. Where's my helmet? I forgot it. Bye. This one sure is a bonanza of bullshit so far, ain't it? Let's see what I can do to get us back on track and into something productive here real quick. Now, where's my notes? Let me go find my notes. Then maybe we'll be able Oh, uh, they're right here. Okay, hold on. Let me consult my notes. And see if I can make some mountain out of a mud puddle. What am I going to try to do here? I don't know. Butcher another metaphor? No, I'm going to pause. I'm going to... Yeah, I'll be back. Okay. Besides the absolute stretch limits of your patience, what have the last 14 and a half minutes taught us? Well, did I get a hell of a lot higher on plant matter than I do on these concentrates? Oh my God, I can hear how stoned I am. I'm just fucking stoned like I'm going to see, what, Nightmare on Elm Street back in fucking high school with Ken a What was that thing? Was it Chrysler K-Car. Yeah, Memories. Okay. So as a counteragent to all that stoniness, all that drool inducing stupidity, well I'm gonna like take twelve concentrate hits and get back on track. So I'm sorry for all the late night mellow about to fall asleep mode, that's about to change and I'll be back as hyperactive Harry in a minute. Not the prince either. I am not a prince. Mm, or am I? Hmm? Where's that frog? Kiss that frog. And you know I ran into somebody at work recently who didn't know the kiss that frog uh connection about the secretion of uh, enzymes on toads or frogs, whichever. I I'm pretty sure it's frogs because they're the water ones. That is hallucinate hallucinatory what that is a hallucinogen? I don't fucking know. It makes you trip. So essentially, whatever girl kissed that frog actually probably did have it turn into a prince, and then marry it, and then realize after she came down, fuck man, I just married a frog. Yep, trials and tribulations, right Christ? Trials and tribulations. Oh my God, though, am I fucking stoned or what? (laughs) Oh, I should put on the Matrix 3, maybe I get get through it this time. I'll tell you what. I know I've watched the matrix three for the last time. It was unwatchable in the theater. It was unwatchable. The seven times I tried to make it through it after that, but this time I'm done. No more. Matrix is now (sighs) the matrix is now one movie plus a really good fanfic follow up, and a really bad one. That's what the matrix is now, right? Well, at least for me, it is anyway. All right. I'm going to pause and do those 12 days of death hits. Oh, and that reminds me, like, how amazed am I at how much of that stupid 12 Days of Christmas song did I actually still know? I can't remember the last time I actually sang that song. I, of course, have heard it hundreds of thousands of times, if not millions, whatever. It's the kind of song that is everywhere. But it's also the kind of song that rarely do you hear the complete song because it's such an annoying fucking song. So the fact that the only real mistake I made was to flip-flop the, the Piper's Piping with the Lord's Leaping. And I actually had it right at first. I flip-flopped it into the wrong order. Even though my other flip-flop attempt I stayed fast on. It is definitely Swans of Swimming, then Geese of Laying, seven, six, But even ladies dancing. Like, how how buried in my brain cells are ladies dancing at 8? Wait, 8? Was 8 ma- Maids of milking 9 ladies dancing? Yeah, 9. Seven, 12, yeah, nine ladies dancing. Something apparently I will know for eternity. <coughs> Whoa! <coughs> all right, two days <coughs> of Christmas already knocked out. But the problem with Matrix Two <coughs> is all the Zion shit. It's <coughs> it's the rave love making. It's it's if you wanted to introduce love as the redeeming feature of humanity's uh, contribution to universal uh, existence. There were so many better ways to, to uh, produce it than, you know, uh, uh, Neo and Trinity sneaking off into a secret cave while a bunch of people are rubbing each other down. I mean, there's some gratuitous showing of, like, breasts and nipples in there. It, it's just designed to make you, uh, what? I, I don't even know what that scene's for. I mean... Tonight, we're going to party in Zion like the machines have never even known. Or whatever the fuck Lawrence Fishburne says up on that fucking mountaintop. Or whatever. He's like at the cliff diver at the Casa Bonita. Anyway. Point is. Even with all that fucking shit wrong with it. Two's still a good movie. But three is basically all that shit the entire movie long. With Neo in some of the worst I can't see makeup ever. Uh, the only really good thing in 3 is whoever the actor is that plays the real world Smith. Whatever that guy's name is, Drake or Breaker, or whatever. Guy with the... Yeah. His performance is actually very good. I will give the movie that. Now what will that movie give to me? Well, nothing. Because I will never, ever, ever, ever watch it again. If I stumble on it while I'm flipping channels, I will make sure that I don't go back to it. And think, ooh, which matrix is that? Nope, I'm going to know which one it is. Because it'll be that stupid one that I never want to see again. Pause. On the third day of Christmas, this lemon kush was great, but not as good as Bruce Banner was indeed. Oh my God, I'm so high. Should I stop? Nope, I should I should persist in the name of all who have come before me, who have said, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm stoned. Why am I doing this? I should go home. But I am home, so none of that applies to me. Nope, what applies to me is I will push my idiocy upon myself because I've already told you not to be listening, to go do something better with your life. So if you're here at this point, I blame you entirely. And on that note, let's get over the blame game, huh? I don't want to blame you anymore. I think there's been a lot of blame here that probably could have foisted upon me. So, th- maybe we should just move on to something more interesting. Alright, down these lists we go. Should we start with this one? Sure. Okay. I'm not telling that story. I will tell that one later. Uh, okay. I'm going to try to work on figuring out ways I inadvertently suck for instance, not, uh, having my bike lights on at five in the morning because I don't have any bike lights, which I now do. I've corrected that, but I, and and so that's not inadvertent. I knew I sucked that way. Huh? Okay. So how many ways do you suck that you don't know? How many of those can you find? Like the shade of my tree and the lights on my bike, Uh, the lights on my bike doesn't count. Shade of my tree mostly counts, but I'll bet there are better examples than that. But I haven't unearthed them yet, so to find the really good examples, obviously they're still hiding. So how many ways are you, without knowing it, a pain in somebody's ass? How many of those can you figure out between now and the end of the year? I'll bet I can figure out at least three. If not 300. I don't know, somewhere between three and 300 would be my guess as to how many of these I can unearth in the next, what is it, 23 days? How about you? Okay, so there's something that I think if you have nothing better to do than to try to figure out ways to make the world better, well, try to find the ways that you unknowingly are kind of making the world suck. There are plenty, trust me. Just ask your mom. Okay, how vibrational hums harmonize. Yeah, I don't know this one. Because you know what I don't feel? Is I don't feel... uh, what. Uh when I'm in a room with, say uh, six to ten people, and there are in that room six to ten unique emotional states of being occurring simultaneously, I can center that group into some level of uh, of cooperative, uh existence especially if there's uh side conflict in people's agendas what i mean by this is by uh getting everybody over their own shit and into a group uh sort of mentality i can i can re uh i can re what do, I, I i don't do this intentionally nor do i do it Consciously. I see my effect afterward. How what was a uh a snappy and backbiting morning crew who in the first hour launched some fucking <laughs> harsh uh bombs at each other to the point some cooling heads had to walk out for a cigarette? Well, if I walk into that group at seven thirty after they've been there an hour and a half and realize there's Uh, this friction askew for the group, I'll fix it. Unconsciously. By 9 o'clock, we'll all be harmonizing. I don't know why. But bring me into a situation where there's one other dominant flow of energy and all I can do is acquiesce. It is as if I am going to become whatever that flow of energy is, even if it's anger. This took me a long time to figure out that I can't overcome the cooperative energy direction of multiple people simultaneously flowing one way. I will just become part of that river. Now, I have learned since how to navigate upstream from that and how to hold myself in those scenarios. But those scenarios are still very precarious for me because I need to know that I'm in that spot to activate defenses, which is often not available in real time, and it's too late by the time I realize that I am now emotionally combustible, or whatever. So, opening my emotional channels has left me more and more vulnerable to those scenarios than ever. In fact, to the point where one of the things I realized about moving over to Home Depot from working at the the grocery store, the grocery store is stocked. With people, there's 40 people at any given moment that you can run into in your kind of general area. You don't have to go far to run into, say, a a variety of 30. Where I work in the garden department, there's like four or five people I see regularly. And then there's everybody else that I could run into if I go to the bathroom. And so I'm really compartmentalized with a cluster of people who I mostly like and don't dislike any of them. But, uh, you know, for... As involved as I am with the people I am involved with at work, this is a great crew. I like them. So, if if you can... What the fuck am I talking about this for? Oh, in that environment, I'm never threatened to become part of the stream. Because I never am in front of a stream developing. What would happen at, at the grocery store is something would go wrong in, say, receiving produce. Which would... Cascade into a problem at the front end with the produce display, which is now an issue for the assistant manager who was dealing with a new employee hire for the department, but now has to abandon that because there's a crisis in produce. And so this wave of energy would cycle through the building in like that. And I'm telling you, I knew it in the second week that I was in a place that was no good for me. And it wasn't until I was in direct, escalating, anger conflict with a coworker, who initiated it all, I did everything I could to de-escalate the situation, that I recognized that I had to go. And I don't, I don't know how Home Depot changed or gave me the break that I needed, but I'll just give the universe. Uh, wink and a nod to thank you for putting me in the position that I needed to go into so I could maintain my emotional and and personal stability and not find myself sucked into the water park dynamic of man-made drama and woman-made drama. So using my vibrational hum to harmonize, is as important to me as using my vibrational hum to stand firm against the onslaught of useless emotional energy that waves over us because we're all stressed out like motherfuckers. Um, and I'll, I'll try to come to some level of how I do that. like How I maintain, tra- maintain tranquility in unnerving circumstances has changed. Because I used to just try to ignore it all, act like I wasn't there, and do whatever I could to turtle up and just get my thing done. Now, I, I realize the energy in the room to the point that I can maneuver within enough of a fencing position to just, if necessary, trip... The energy into something uh, non-threatening, but for the most part, I can just avoid it entirely by acknowledging it, not pretending it doesn't exist. And so that maneuver has changed and has made me much more effective in maintaining balance and becoming the sort of <clears throat> Zen figurehead of stability that I am. Uh, mostly joking. I'm not very stable or very Zen. And who would call me a figurehead? Definitely not the cat. Probably Phoebe. (laughs) Probably Phoebe. Okay, that's most of that page, I think. I mean, there might be some stuff I get back to. But hey, one page down, right? Oop, just threw that right on the phone, so I'm sure that felt good to all the people listening. Both of you. Mom. Um. uh, Okay. Uh. Relentless versus unavoidable, liberally versus profusely. One of the things that I find interesting listening to some of the previous uh, splatterblats of diatribe that I throw at the universe is how I will refine myself in a sentence to say, I don't use profanity profusely, I use it liberally. I'm not even sure I fucking know that I'm trying to make a distinction that those words represent. Just like when I call something relentless versus unavoidable. Uh, okay, I mean, there is nuance there. But the kind of nuance that really takes uh, some ferreting out, for the most part, those words are interchangeable, especially in conversation with your stone self and nobody else. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start my own SAT, semantic, investigation into the next one of these that I create and why I think there was a distinction to be made. I don't want to go back through the ones that I've already done because it'll be hard for me to understand my motivation in reflection versus my motivation now that I know I've identified this tendency. If I do it again, it'll be, I hope, because I have a point of particular denotation between concept A and concept B. I don't know that I've had that in the past. I may have just been thesaurusing myself to buy time to get onto a thought that actually meant something. Possibly. But having seen this now way too much to not think it's a trend, if it is a trend, the next time it happens, I want to deep dive into my own head and see why. All right. So having note to self on that... Can I get rid of the box? Why don't I bring notes? Um, I'm bring. I brought notes. I always bring notes. No, I don't always bring notes. I'm starting to bring more notes because I think... I I don't wander as much if I at least have something to look back on to keep me that stable. Now, there's nothing here that's longer than 15 words. Oh boy! What time is it? It's not even 9? 8.56? Man, I'm getting old, or I'm sick. Could be both. What does this say? What does that say? Watch it down. I don't even know. Um, go. Um, what is all? This? Those are like real notes. Those are notes to myself to get stuff done. All right, so those obviously don't apply. You're here to push yourself outside yourself while maintaining yourself as much as possible to expand yourself and discover more of what you don't know by commenting on what you do know about yourself. Haven't I already been over all that? Right? I think so. So let's not be redundant. Okay. So essentially, in case I haven't, the reason you chose Earth is because Earth is the place where you can go the furthest outside yourself and learn the most about what it is to be outside yourself and come back to yourself so that you can center yourself and trust yourself. Right? Duh. Um, stay away from the moonlighting stuff. Okay, I will. Um, more. Oh. Okay, so the the government by lottery should it be at the state level the local level yes i'm i'm ready i'm ready to start that yesterday who's in let's vote that into action let's get that system going and watch how much our world shapes up um okay this will be the end i'm just going to call this the last thing i want to talk about And that is feeling uniquely broken, like somehow the misfittedness that you are is almost tragic. Like you're so close to being something great, but you're something disappointing, you're something mediocre, you're something less than your potential ever could have been. You're the definition of somebody doing not enough. Not what they should have been doing. Not what they could have been doing. Not what they wanted to be doing. Not what they hoped to be doing. Not even what they were pushed to be doing. They just sort of fell back into a position of it all feels wrong. Everywhere I've Tried to run my little tricycle down the sidewalk. I just keep falling off. And, again, you're not broken at all. Society's broken. And you just don't realize that yet. But I'm going to help you realize that. I mean, I could be wrong. But I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. You're fine. You're perfect. In fact, you're exactly, exactly the person you wanted to be. Now, embrace that. And then you can realize that, why am I whispering? I don't know, but I realize that. So, if I don't have to whisper, then neither do you, right? Are you still here? Why? Why?